0: You know one of the things that the body of Christ has never accepted, and they will before the return of Jesus, when God made a new creature, a new creation, a new species, he made him like Jesus. From now on, when you're reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, don't see yourself as the woman with the issue of blood trying to get healed. See yourself as Jesus and people trying to get a hold of your garment. Now why am I saying that? Because of this. Jesus never had a bad day He never had a broke day He never had a day When I don't know what we're going to eat today guys I mean it didn't happen did it I want you to stop thinking Of, of, of lack And poverty and, and Don't think that way The world thinks that way Because they're under a curse They don't know that We're going to hear that We're here to help them but you've got to start understanding who you are. As he is, so are you in the earth. You're the answer, not the problem. So the Bible doesn't change because you entered 2022 or 23 or 24. Now I won't do it today, I want to, but I won't do it today. We'll get into talking about the last day's church. But I will say this one thing. The preachers in America have not got you ready. They didn't get you ready. Because we've had a, a mindset from the 50s that we're all going to be going along like the Peanuts gang and Snoopy. Mm-hmm. And then one day the rapture is going to take place and the next day the Antichrist is going to step in all oh, hell is going to break loose. That simply isn't true. The reason we now know it isn't true is because 2019, all of the people that preached what was gonna happen were wrong. And we're the ones sitting here going, what about all these? Well, they were making it up. They didn't know, they didn't know. They were doing the best they knew, but they were wrong. They didn't get you ready for tough times. You You were created for tough times. A bulldozer was made to push a tree down. Bulldozers don't look at trees and go, ah, the tree's big. It doesn't give a rip. You were created for the time you're in. God's not pulling you out of here. He's fixing to use you. So if you're to set others free, how come you're messed up? You understand the greater one lives inside of you. Tough times don't bother you. Us, so let me prove something to you real quick. When I was in, el- in school, elementary and junior high, I didn't like test day. Do you know why? You weren't ready. I didn't study. <laughs> That's true. That I didn't know the answers. I was always hoping I could look at the girl. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Don't shout me down. But the days I did study, test day didn't bother me. See the days ahead don't bother people walking with God. That's right. If it's bothering you, then just get in. Say, I think it's time to start walking with God. See, trouble didn't bother Jesus. He just overcame it. That's what blew him away. He's in the boat. It's raining. He's, like, oh, we're dying. He goes, oh, shut up. And they went, what kind of man are you? I think the, before, before Jesus returns, people are gonna look at the church and go, who are y'all? And I want you to get a mindset, not escape. When I say your best days are ahead, I didn't say without trouble, I said in trouble. You say, well, the economy may tank, not mine. So I want you to, I want you to study something in your Bible. Go back and study the children of Israel in Egypt and what it was like during the plagues. There was light in their house, food in their house. Hail did not hit their house. They were protected. They Sure, God finally got them out. But before he got them out, he took care of them in trouble. Now, he will do the same for you and I. I don't want you to start worrying about your finances. He said, you'll eat. I like to eat. I don't know, that might be obvious to some people, but I actually like to eat. I love good food. I don't plan on having times. I watch the Alone series. I don't mind. No one's gonna put me someplace where there's nothing to eat. I'm I'm checking out and going home. Thank y'all for y'all's enthusiasm. Someone tells me I'm not going to go catch a fish. i catch any fish I want to. I'll break all your rules when I'm going to eat. We were made for victory. You were made for victory. So if I say your best days are ahead, I mean, you, if you'll cooperate with God, your best days are ahead. Now, we're going to have to get over Lay down and let God do it. That's a doctrine in the church you learned before you walk through the doors of this one. Leave it outside. It don't belong in here. God gave you the land, but there's giants, and you're going to have to kill a few. I didn't say Democrats, I said just a few giants. I didn't say anything about Republicans. And now that we're on the subject, how about those dogs? what about it? Well, I told y'all that Alabama and Georgia were going to do it again. I prophesied. This is a church of good news, so I'm just spreading good news around. So get your Bible out and go to Ephesians chapter 6. This morning has been good. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 6. This morning, we're going to talk on a subject called praying powerful prayers. Thank you. We got an I got an Amen over here in the left hand corner. We're gonna we're gonna have to learn how to pray. And we're gonna have to learn how to pray and get one hundred percent of our prayers answered. Let me ask you a question. Did Jesus get his prayers answered? Yes. What percentage? Is that so far for you to believe that it's possible? See, we have a hit some, miss some mentality in this nation, and we've been taught that, and it's completely not scriptural. Now, I'm not preaching condemnation to you that if you miss it, I'm just just—I'm not asking you to hit 100. I'm asking you to shoot for 100. If you shoot for 100 and get 95, well, then shoot for 100 next month and hit 96. But get over the idea that some of your prayers aren't going to get answered. You're already in a mindset that it's not supposed to be. That's not true. Your mind for you to realize, I get 100% of my prayers answered? Yeah, why not? Why have we accepted a percentage at all? I'm going to get into Wednesday night here for a minute. The Lord dealt with me the other day. Don't accept any sickness in your body at all. Now, I'm going to say something here and show you something. I just want to show you. About a month ago, I started noticing myself shuffling. And I stopped and went, why are you walking like an old man? I went. I ain't, bless God! I ain't walking like an old man. You, you've got to stop that junk yeah. now. I, I don't have to get old gracefully because everybody in the world gets old gracefully. Just because everybody else shuffles when they're old, I don't. Sh- I'm not going to shuffle. Amen. You say, "Well, what if you hurt yourself?" I'd rather walk like a man and hurt myself than shuffle like an old man and not. Because I'm conceding to defeat. Now, you've got to start, you gotta, You got to see these things and start recognizing them and going, no. When prayers aren't getting answered, don't condemn yourself. Go back and go, why didn't that come, why did that not come through? I want to know. And go find out. The Holy Spirit will show you. So we're going to talk about praying powerful prayers. And I think that in the days we're living in, it's going to be uh, important. Prayer makes the impossible possible. What you and I are praying about, if you could do it, you wouldn't need God. I don't pray about po- po- things I can do. If I, can, I don't pray about the grocery store. I can go to the grocery store. I pray about stuff that's impossible. The new birth was impossible. Being filled with the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues is impossible. I go go after the stuff that only God can do, but I'm expecting him to come through and to do what he said he can do. He's God. And I think sometimes we think, well, I don't want to get my hopes up. Get them up. Because you stopped dreaming. You stopped thinking. You, you, you started expecting bad things to happen and to stay that way. Don't. I'm not expecting a bad year. I'm not expecting a bad year. I expect a God year. I expect Jesus to be Lord right up till we, till we leave no matter what. One day, and I won't do it today. Let me prepare you for something. If the rapture doesn't take place by next September, you have seven years. Yep. Whether, whether you like it or not, you do. Yeah. The old, he'll come any moment, baloney. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know, we don't know our Bibles very good. We've, we've been ignorant on purpose. So what are, are you going to crawl up in a little ball and hide like a roly-poly? I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm planning on every devil in hell knowing me every morning when I wake up. I go, oh, good God, he's awake again. And you too, and you too. So, so I'm planning on victorious, but I will tell you this, with not without God I'm not. I'm not doing any of this alone. I'm going to do it because I'm going to go to God with all the stuff I can't do, and I'm going to ask him to show up. You see, the Red Sea was not possible. The walls of Jericho were not possible. Feeding 5,000 was not possible. But God is a God of doing the not possible. The healing of your body might appear to be impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Your family members that are out of fellowship with God and not walking with God, all things are possible. And they are coming in in Jesus' name. Is America a mess? Yes. Can God turn it around? Yes. Will he? I believe so. But not without prayer. God is hindered by your lack of prayer. We've allowed stuff to go on too long. Then we got that from church. We got it from church by, by believing that, that we're supposed to just lay down and everything that happens is God. Good or bad, it's God. That is completely wrong. Now, up until now, people weren't listening to people like me. Because why did you need to? You didn't need to. But now they're starting to go, uh, maybe we ought to go to Word of life. I mean, a guy's kind of crazy, but uh, I think he's got the answer. I've been telling you this for years, but everybody's kind of like, eh. now they're not eh, anymore. I've been telling every one of you years ahead of time what's coming. Oh, brother! All right, are y'all ready? Say, I'm ready. Ephesians six. Say, we will, we will pray, pray powerful prayers. Finally, my brother, in verse ten, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you'll be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For you're not wrestling flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, and rulers of the darkness of this world and the spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand, stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your way with truth, put on the breastplate of righteousness, feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. Take the shield of faith, which you will quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Take the helmet of salvation, sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray in all ways with all kinds of prayer and supplication in the Holy Ghost, being washable this end, perseverance, supplication with all saints. Amen. That's how I read. I read fast. All right. Now listen to what I'm not talking about. When I talk about prayer, I'm not talking about slinging words at a back wall and hoping something sticks. Now listen to me when I talk about the way people pray. We kind of go in the throne room, we call it a throne room, not in there yet, we'll talk about that in a minute. And we kind of go in there and just start slinging stuff and, oh God, and off we go. And we just kind of slinging stuff in the air, hoping... Something works. And when it doesn't, we come back and go, oh, I prayed about it. You haven't prayed at all. Now, that's the American way to pray. That's not scriptural. Okay. I'm going to say this, and I'm, I'm not being political. If Donald Trump invites me to his house, I will go. I will dress up and I will go. And I will have a list of what we're going to talk about before I leave. You don't go to one of the richest men in the world's house without a list. Because if he asks me a question, I'm not, gonna, I'm not handing him the little list. I'm handing him the Donald Trump list. Now, he hasn't asked me yet, but God has asked me. And that's bigger than Trump. And so when I go in, I'm going in with some real big things on a list and go, well, you're God and now I have some things I want to read to you out of your Bible. I'm not talking about slinging words at a wall and hoping something sticks. Telling God your problems and hoping he answers is not prayer. We are not in desperation trying to talk God into the notion of helping us. Jesus did not go in the throne room hoping God would answer. He went in there very specifically and he got his answers and he left and took them to the multitude. That's why he never prayed for anybody. He had already done all of his praying. All he did was go in there and get the healing, get the anointing, and bring it and distribute it among the people. He had the loaves of bread before he ever got to the crowd. All right. When Jesus went to Jairus' house, she got healed. When he went to his mother-in-law's house, she got healed. When he got to Lazarus' tomb, he came from the dead. When Peter went to jail, they prayed him out. When Paul was on a boat in a hurricane, God got him out of there. I think it's time for you and I to start expecting yes. our prayers to get answered. And no matter what we're going through, we're coming out of this and, and he's going to answer our prayers. Whatever you're in right now, you need to take a, I will not back down. I will not lose this fight. I will come out of this in Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. Now that means we're going to have to learn how to pray. It's not enough to sling words. There's a very strategic Way to get a hold of God. And we're going to talk about it. Because right now, America needs it. You see, I for one am not going to sit back and let the devil have my nation. He's not having my kids, he's not having this church, he's not having you, he's not having me. And I don't need, I don't care how they're voting in Washington. I'm already voted. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. Now, prayer is when I make my petitions and my voice known. On God said, come in my throne, tell me what you think about this. Amen. God asked Adam, what do you name that animal? God wants to know what I call that animal. What do you call? I call, I call, I call my truck paid for. That's what I call it. Amen. I call my body healed. That's what I call it. I call my in-laws and outlaws all saved and on fire. That's what I call it. God wants to know what you think about it. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Number one, go to Acts 16. There is, number one, learning to pray powerful prayers. Number one is worship God. And you thought we were going to talk about screaming and hollering and jumping up and down. No, Number the Bible says, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my hearts and into his courts with praise. See, there's a reason we call what we did this morning Worship service. Why is we? Why is we? That's good. You can tell I'm a Georgia Bulldog, can't you? Why is we? Why do we do that? Because we want to acknowledge before all the devils of hell and the angels, there is a God and we're not him. You didn't save you. You didn't fill you. You didn't write your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. The Bible says you're saved by grace through faith, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Unless don't boast, you don't have anything to boast before God. So whenever you're wanting to get your prayers answered, the Bible says humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. You've got to start off your prayer time by getting on your knees and getting on your face and going, You are God and I am not. Because worry is when you think you are God. Anxiety is when you think you are God. And when you're standing in a church service with your arms folded, you think you're God too. And you might want to wake up one day and realize you ain't getting yourself to heaven. You ain't catching yourself away. You can't fill yourself with the Holy Ghost. And you can't get your own. You can't answer your own prayer. You got to go to somebody who can. So you need to learn to worship God. So, so you understand, I told Lisa this morning, I said if the worship service goes on, let it go on because that's the beginning of getting your prayers answered. Amen. So if we come in here some Sunday and we, and I don't preach, hush. You didn't preach today. Yeah. Right. I'm getting some of y'all ready because you've gotten so accustomed to two hymns, two hers, and a sermon, you can't even get out of it. So, you know, I don't know whether you notice this or not, but we went uh, 40 minutes. <gasps> now, now let me make another statement to you. I, and I don't know whether you want victory or not. If you do, if you do, I'm going to share something with you. That clock don't mean a thing. So when y'all came in and noticed the first service was bleeding into the second, just get in and go. Don't I didn't get to say hi to all my friends. We well, you on Facebook? <laughs> I will enter his gates. I think God would like for you to come in and go. I just want to tell you how much I love you. Now, see, when Jesus, when Jesus was on the earth, he, he took, gave him his name, gave him authority, and they went out and cast out devils, and they came back. And I'm going to ad-lib what I think happened. Man, I was praying for some dude this afternoon, and man, the devil came out, and he started vomiting everywhere. <laughs> That's the coolest thing I've ever seen. I mean, the devil's just come out of that <laughs> guy. And all of the guys are sitting around talking about all their devil experiences and how they, I cast one out, I cast a bigger one out than you did. I mean, I cast a big hairy devil out, I cast a little devil out. And they're all over there talking about it. And Jesus walks up and said, uh, don't get too excited about that. And they went, well, that's exciting, that's exciting. He said, get excited, your name's written in the land's book of life. Now, while we're on the subject, let's go down this road. Now, I don't care how bad your day is. You wake up in the morning, the first thing out of your mouth ought to be, i uh, going to heaven when I'm dying. My name is in the Lamb's book. Of See, you don't have a right to a bad day. The reason you're having a bad day is your focus is wrong. My name is written in the Lamb's book of life. I'm going to heaven when I die. Woo, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God, Hallelujah. Now y'all might think Adam's crazy. He's the only normal one in the whole building. Just, I'm on my way to heaven when I die. I mean, no matter what the Democrats do, no matter what the Republicans do, I'm going to heaven when I die. I'm out of here. I don't know who's going to be in office and next, but Jesus is on the throne, and my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. I'm going to heaven when I die. And it ain't that far away. I mean, it's just getting closer and closer and closer. Amen. You see, you, we, we ought to be getting excited and not going, oh, no. You, what? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Whoa, Jack. What are you looking at? What are you looking at? Man, be looking up. All right, that's enough of that. You got all, Adam all excited over here. But see, that's actually very normal. I don't care what's happening. The fact that you're not going to hell is huge. Everybody in hell will take your crappy life right now. They'll trade all the hell you're going through to get out. It's huge, folks. Now, you understand most people never use that word in church. Oh, they use it during the day, but they don't use it in church. What the hell are you doing? Where the hell are you going? Preacher mentions hell and they go. I can't believe he said that word right there in church on Sunday morning. (laughs) I was talking to a young man one day. And uh, we were working together painting an apartment. And I said, uh, do you like my truck? And he said, yeah, I do. I said, would you like to have it? He goes, are you giving it away? I said, well, no, not really. I said, but if you come to work one day and my, my shoes and my socks and my underwear and my blue jeans and T-shirt are laying here, you can have my truck. And he looked at me and said, where are you going without your underwear and blue jeans? I said, well, if the rapture takes place and God catches me out of here, you can have my truck. He goes, you ain't leaving me here. I'm witnessing to him, but he don't know it. You know, um, you know sinners are funny people. You, you, can, you can get them in all kinds of discussions, and they don't even know what you're talking about. Just, just trap them. So you don't want my truck? I didn't say I don't want your truck. I just don't want to go to hell. I mean, and I said, are you, do you know Jesus? He said, no. I said, are you ready to go to heaven? He said, yes. I got him saved. Amen. Of course, I didn't give him my truck either. <laughs> look at act 16 wow and the multitude rose up together against them and the magistrates tore off their clothes and I think that's where that style came from never mind Megan I'm not going to do that this service like I did last service this service can't handle it but let me ask y'all a question you believe in prosperity why do you look like you're poor It's a style. Nope. No, it's not. It's called poverty pants. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I'm sorry, but somebody around here has to think. I want to tell you what, when I was a young man and my pants looked like that, I cut them off and made shorts out of them. And then after those wore out, I bought, I bought a new pair in the fall and wore them. Do y'all remember blue jeans when they were literally blue and and when they, you got it. I used to get in the shower with my blue jeans on and the whole tub would turn blue with the dye. It would just dye it everywhere. And they were so stiff you could stand them in your room. You remember that? Remember that? Yeah, yeah. You'd stand your pants up and get in them because the dye was so thick. But then, boy, when that dye got out and for a while, they were comfortable. Oh, Then when they start getting holes in them, your mama patched them. Because if I went out with holes in my knees, my mother would beat me. I don't know how we got off on all this, but I think the Lord is trying to talk to some people. I'm believing for prosperity. There ain't nothing that says Jesus had a holy robe. Oh, brother. It's a style, Pastor. Well, change it. Who told you you had to go along with the style? I'm being half serious. I'm sure I could drive a car that looked like somebody took a sledgehammer to it. God would love me, but I'm not going to do that. And I'm not wearing clothes like it either. Like somebody took a 12-gauge to me. Somebody's sitting in church right now with holy pants and hiding under the chair. I don't know. All right, I'm off of that now. Y'all are, I'm going to give you some peace. You want deliverance? We'll come out of the world. Be separate. What happened to the moon? Put my scripture back up. Hello, moon. Hello, smoke. Where's my scripture? What happened to my scripture? Oh, I killed it. I didn't mean to cast my scripture out. Is it the bat? No, it's not bad. And the multitude rose against them and they tore their clothes. That's how we got off of them. He commanded them to be beaten with rods. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw him in prison, commanded the jailer to keep him securely. Having received such a charge, you put him in the inner prison, fastened their feet in stocks. This is a bad day. I f- not really. At midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and what? Singing him. Do you understand that? People don't sing in jail. I've been to jails there. there's nobody singing. They're crying and they're whining and they're cussing. But you won't walk into city jail and hear anybody singing. You won't walk into state penitentiary and hear anybody singing. Because it's like going to hell. But Paul and Silas are walking into a jail cell having been beat and put into stocks and they need an answer to prayer. Right? So the Bible says they enter his gates with what? Thanksgiving. See, they're, they're going to get in there and start talking to God. Said so they prayed. And after they prayed, they're going to start acting like God answered them. And they started singing. Now, the Lord said this to me sometimes you just need to sing. You've prayed and prayed and, prayed and 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 prayed, and you look like you're sucking lemons. I mean, I know, I mean, sometimes people who call themselves intercessors they look like something the dog drug in the cat wouldn't eat. I'm an intercessor. I'm an intercessor. Well, you haven't been in the throne room. Because if you were entering in the throne room, man, you'd be coming out with some joy all over you. They know God ain't sad. He told you to pray about the world, not carry it on your shoulders. Lay it on the back of Jesus. He didn't tell you to walk around with all the cares on this world on your shoulders. If he's God, you're going to have to start acting like he's God. So he said... He said, if you want to get in my presence, if you haven't started singing, you had not even gotten in the presence of God yet, much less pray. Good. That's good. Yeah. And all the prisoners are going, all the time I've been in this jail, I ain't never heard anybody singing here before. We also never have seen God shake the whole building and get them out either. Yeah. See, if you want what they got, you got to do what they did. Yeah. That's right. Amen. There, there needs to be a lot more worshiping God. Now, here's what that means. You take time out of your schedule and go, I think I'm going to just sing a while. Now, let me tell you something I did. Didn't do it on purpose. I wasn't being spiritual. Right after I got born again, I went into my mother's house one day and I found a Baptist hymnal. Now, some of y'all know what that is. Some of you don't. But I grew up in the Baptist church. And even though I only went Easter and Christmas, I guess I was still considered a Baptist. But I remembered, this is my father's world. I don't remember the rest of the words. I opened up that Baptist hymnal and I sat in my mother's house. And I sang and I sang and I sang. There's no band. There's no music. It's just me and a hymnal and God. And and God came in that apartment and got all over me, singing Baptist songs. And He didn't care that I couldn't sing. When everybody else is doing their thing, there's this kid over there singing. And God, God owned me. The anointing, God on me. That was the point when I moved out of the mobile home into the apartment. And I sang my way to victory. I didn't pray it. I just sang it. This is the reason that I asked Lisa. Lisa and I conjured up this morning service a little bit. To worship a little longer, and when we end in the in a few minutes, she's going to get back up here, and we're going to do a few minutes of singing and worshiping. What we're doing here is not a side issue, because if you're not singing here, you're not singing anywhere. Amen. That's true. Amen. Amen. I mean, you ought to sing in here no matter what, right? right. Yeah. Okay. Well, where where what did I do with my Bible? I threw it away. In my glass, I don't know what I did. Say amen. amen. So the very first step to praying is spending time alone with God. All right. I got all kinds of stuff. Number two, go back to Ephesians 6. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor, God, that you be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, for you wrestle, for you're not wrestling flesh and blood. Now listen to what I'm going to say right here. Go to James chapter 4 while I'm talking. The word wrestle here is, the Greek, is a Greek word of a place that everyone who read what Paul wrote knew what he meant. There was, there was wrestling matches and they didn't look like they look like now. See, we have wrestling matches now where if you get beat, you tap out. This wasn't one of them. This was a wrestling match in a place in Rome where two people went in and one guy left. They wrestled to the death. Now, here's what I'm going to say to you, and listen to me. Satan has full intention on killing you. You're in his way. He don't like you. You're an annoyance, and he'll kill you if he can. And you need to know that. Your prayers are life and death, knowing how to pray. God has given you everything you need to win every battle, but you must learn how to do it. So the armor of God that we're talking about is the armor Jesus wore when he walked the earth and left it for the church. We are walking in his righteousness. We're walking in his truth. You're either gonna walk in his armor or you're going into a fight armorless and you may not come out. Now let me make a statement to you. As much as I, it's hard to say this with, with, in a church. Not everybody that should be here today is still here. That breaks my heart. I ask God, did I fail? We need to stop being okay with people leaving early. Let, forget the fact that we've missed it in the past. I've, I've had to do that. And let's don't allow it anymore. The, the next time they turn something loose, let's go for victory in this thing. No more people dying of COVID. No more, oops, the hospital screwed up. Let, let's go past that. Can we get past that? Yeah. Yeah. Paul, Peter, they threw him in jail, and Satan had full intentions on killing him. But the church got together and prayed. Constant prayer was let up for Peter. And the, an angel went and got him out and turned him loose, and he continued to preach because somebody was praying for him. Yeah. And, and, and Satan had full intentions on killing Paul in a hurricane. And Paul got in the belly of the ship and prayed. And Paul came out of that and continued on to Rome. And he didn't die until he went, I'm done, I'm ready to go, bam, and he's out of here. And we'll talk a lot more about that later. Can you choose the day? I believe you can. Did people die as martyrs? Yes. Did they have to? I would say no. Are people dying right now around the world? Yes. Do they have to? No, they don't have to. But there the are many of them don't know. They'll go to heaven. They love Jesus. They love God. We're not here to condemn them. What it's like to be in their shoes? You know. Let's talk about the, the last days right now. I mean, if you guys think the last days are coming, did you know the people in Africa and India and, and Afghanistan and China believe we're there? Yeah. Thank y'all. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, if you're not going to go through trouble, God owes everybody else an apology. Bad. I'm back in the Baptist church again, I'll tell you right now. Look at James chapter 4. Turn to your neighbor and say, I think he's preaching pretty good. Four six. God resists the proud and he gives grace to the humble. You see, you need to learn to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God so he can lift you up. And that's what worship does. That's worship. All of your life, you need to have your times where you go. I remember what it was like to be lost, and I remember that without you, I was nothing. And I remember—I'm not talking about that you're an old, unworthy. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about what it was like without him and what it's like with him. And without him, it was not too good. And then you need to get on your face. And not be like the guy in the, in, in the book of Luke where he said, I'm sure I'm glad I'm not like all the other people in this church. With green hair and earrings in their nose and, 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 and half bait And I'm glad I tithe They go to church and, I'm a, and I pray in tongues and I'm awesome. No, you may do all those things and you're still not all that awesome without Jesus. Amen. So we worship God. Okay, number two. Um, submit to God, resist the devil, and he 'll flee from you now there 's a lot of stuff going on today because the church has never learned to talk to the devil. Now, just just hold on i 'm not devil conscious I'm not, everything is the devil. known everything 's not the devil, but there is a devil. So listen to me if you 're depressed uh, you 're dealing with the devil. If you're sick, I didn't say, I'm not heaving condemnation on you. It's the devil. Now, we're going to get into this. Is that for me? We're going to get into this Wednesday night. Has Jesus already healed you? Can I ask you a question? When is the last time you got tempted to sin and you prayed for days to get saved again? Do you do it? Why are you praying to get healed? Folks, listen to me. That is 100% unscriptural. So if you're tempted to do something wrong, you go, oh, I'm not doing that, Satan. I'm not going to tell a lie. I'm not going to tell a lie. I'm not going to. No, I'm not going to go cuss them out. Shut up. I'm not going to. I'm going to pray for them. And you have to make yourself do right. I'm not going to slap them upside the head. I'm not. I resist you. Some of you have had to do that, not just me and Zach, but some of other people have had to do that. So what do you do when sickness comes? No, you foul devil from hell, you're not putting that mess on me. I already am the hill, healing belongs to me. You get off my body, you foul thing. Go in Jesus' name, you're not getting on me, you're not living on me. I've been made the righteousness of God. No, I'm not going to have this. Now, we'll just get out of Wednesday again and come back to Sunday. You see, a lot of stuff's happening in America because we've been taught to just whatever the Lord wants. Well, this election, last one, wasn't the Lord. If you think it was, you need help bad. You say, what about the next one? Well, I don't know. Are you praying about it? Because the devil is going to try to screw up the nation again. But it's time for the church to sit back and go, no, you're not. I don't want any more their variants, whatever them things are called. What is all this? What do, you, what do you call the viruses? What do you call those things? Variants? That's a weird word. Listen to me. They're creating them. But I don't remember Jesus having the flu. Boys, we can't go to do a crusade today. I know the woman with the issue of blood wants to pray for me to pray for her. tell her I'll come tomorrow because I'm just not having a very good day today. Bible says Jesus resisted the devil. Do you think you're going to need to? You're going to need to. Now listen to me. The, the w- w- Come on, help me, help me, Jesus. If, if you're going to live on this planet, you're going to be tempted to be depressed. Choose not to. You're going to be tempted to feel like God doesn't care. Resist it. Well, he don't answer your prayers. I resist you. Well, you know you're not righteous. I resist you. If I went by how I feel, I wouldn't come to church either. You know, you just own it all the time. No, I'm not. I make myself get on it. I get out of bed and get on it. I draw nigh to God. I, I press I press forward toward the mark of the prize of the high. I stir myself up on my most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Even when I don't feel like it, I sing. When I don't feel like it, I pray. And when I don't feel like it, I dance. And when I don't feel like it, I make myself feel like it. You're not giving in. Not giving in to depression. So the Bible says resist the devil. So sometimes during your prayer, and I'm not talking about praying to the devil, but I'm talking about you need to have a real conversation with him. And Don't do it to where the neighbors can hear you. They already think you're a (laughs) fruitcake. One day I'm at the cabin and I'm I'm having a day with the devil and the windows weren't in yet. And I'm up on the second floor, and I decided to have words with the devil. And I'm hollering at him real good, and I'm going, I bind you, you foul devil from hell. And I walk by, and the poor lady next door is looking up with a pie. And she took her pie and went home, and she said, that man's crazy as heck. Oh, just talking to the devil is all. She goes, "I'm, gonna, I'm at it. Never saw her again. Didn't get I said, What kind of pie was that? It was a... Bible says, resist him, he'll flee. He's afraid of you. He don't want you to know, he don't want you to exercise your dominion. And you need to start exercising some dominion. All right. Okay. Now, number three. Most of y'all don't remember Rush Limbaugh. (laughs) Go back to Ephesians. Now, next week, Mary Friend will be here. And the week after that, we're going to get into this again. But number three. Is, number, is verse 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Now, you've heard me preach on this many times and, and understand something. Go to Romans 8 and we'll read over there in a minute. I'm not talking right here, right now about just praying in the Spirit, even though that's very much a part of it. But I am talking about, and, and I don't know whether Megan ever figured out what I was talking about. Do you know who my favorite Martin is? I didn't think so. How many of y'all remember the movie "My Favorite Martian"? How many of y'all? You are all old. Yeah, you are. All right, now listen, listen. When I was a kid, we had this guy came from Mars in a little spaceship, and he landed it. And when I don't know what he would do, but he would he he had these little things that go out of his head, and I always thought that was cool. I want y'all to know something. I have those. In my head right now, and you do too. Now, now here's here's what I want you to understand. Though I know my Bible, though I know Scripture, though I know how to pray, when I start praying, I always put my antennae up. I'm always going. Because even though I'm praying what I know, I want to know what the Holy Spirit is saying to me about this. That's right. Amen. Now, you understand, it might be, he might say something different. It might lead me a little different. So the other day when, when I woke up and I was not feeling very well at all, and for all of y'all, I wasn't sick three days, I just decided to pretend like I didn't want to give you the virus and I just hung around the house for two or three days and let Lisa and Justin preach and take over the whole church. And I just goofed off for three days. But don't tell her I said that. I, I mean, I had a ball. I didn't do nothing for three days. That's the first time I've done nothing in a long time. So, now she knows. But when I would get up and I'd go in the living room and I'd open up my Bible and i begin to pray and I'd begin to pray and quote the Word of God and read... I I began to also pray and seek, what do you want to say to me about this now? Mm -hmm. And during that time, he began to prompt me to do certain things that I might not have done. And I began to, and and a scripture would come up and I'd go, oh, okay. That was a rhema word for me now. I got a whole Bible, but now I got a rhema from God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the rhema of Christ. I need a rhema. And the Spirit of God began to deal with me and show me certain scriptures he wanted me to pray and me to quote and what he wanted me to do right now. And I, and, I, and I kept my antenna up and I'd pray in the Spirit a while and I'd pray in English and I'd read my Bible, but, but he kept leading me and guiding me. Listen, the Holy Spirit will always lead you to victory. Wow. Yes, he will. See, the way Paul prayed on the boat that day, he didn't tell him to tell the storm to quit. I know that freaks you out. He didn't open his Bible and go, Jesus spoke to the storm. And so we're going to speak. He didn't speak to the storm. Well, y'all went quiet. Yeah. Praise God. Amen. Jesus is Lord. But he began to pray. He came out of there with an answer. And it still took days before the answer manifested. But he came out with an answer from God. And he knew the Bible. He wrote the Bible. <laughs> but he's still seeking God on what to do about this. And an angel showed up and says, you're going to Rome and I've given you the men. And then he got up and said, y'all have to stay in the boat or I'm not responsible for you. And he's, he's, he's a prisoner. He's running the ship. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But he's running the ship because he has a word from God. And if there's anything else, we're going to get into prayer, praying again in a minute. But whenever you're praying and you're doing what you're taught... You still have God, the Holy Ghost. Yes. Now, now, now let's, let's use another one. Peter comes and says, I need money for taxes. He didn't sit down and give him a lecture on giving and receiving. He said, go catch a fish. Yes. Now, how many other places in the Bible did Jesus, t- Andrew came, I need money, we'll go take, catch a fish. Well, I need money, you catch a fish too. Well, the, now the new doctrine is when you need tax money, go catch a fish. Wrong. Next year, it might be something totally different. You you, you, you understand, we're constantly relying on the Holy Spirit to show us what he wants us to do. Hallelujah. And I think it's time for the church, we're so taught line upon line, precept, here a little, there a little, this scripture, that scripture, and all of that's good. But they that are led by the Holy Spirit... And I have people all the time say, you ought to do this. And I go, eh, maybe yeah, maybe no. Yeah, but so-and-so did it. That's good. I'm glad they did it. I don't know whether I'm supposed to be doing that. And I've done other things people did and didn't. It worked for them, didn't work for me. And people come to me all the time and say, what do I do? And I go, I don't know. Seek God, you lazy thing. Did I say that? I can't take it back. So I magnify it. Lazy thing. You, you want everybody to do your praying for you. you you've you got to get over someone else getting a hold of God for you. Amen. Amen. Folks, I'm not always going to be there in the hospital with you. I'm not always going to be home in the bedroom with you. I'm not always going to be able to be there and give you, Pastor, call Mary, friend and get a word from me. Why don't you get one for yourself? Amen. Hallelujah. Well, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm stretching you now, Cole. See, we've entered into a very tough time, but we have all we need. He didn't leave us lacking, but we're going to have to learn to walk in the light. Now, let's go back to the Scripture. Likewise, the Spirit, Holy Spirit, helps us in our weaknesses. You're weak. You do not know. You do not know. Yeah, I do. I, I took that 23 week on prayer. You still don't know. I, I, got, I was asked to open prayer for city council at the beginning of a year one year. And I already know when I, when I went down there that morning to pray over city council over a popka, I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And he told me, I'm going to tell you what he told me to do. I walked in there and I said, good morning, everybody. You've asked me to pray because to them it's just kind of a thing you do. It's just, oh, really? someone say, help me, Jesus, and then we go do our thing. God said, I want you to upset that whole thing. Come on. Amen. I walked in there and I said, I-, I need to talk to you a little bit about me. I said, do you realize that my earthly father was one of the Marines for 20 years, flew Corsairs, and then when he retired from a Marine as a captain, he went to work at Lockheed as an engineer, one of the men that designed the C5A Galaxy. I said, You realize that my earthly father was a genius? And he was. And they're looking at me and I'm going, Yeah. And I'm his son. And I said, that's my dad's side, and my mother's side, and my grandfather was the professor of horticulture at the University of Georgia. Good school. People from Alabama should go over there. I said, do you understand that his best friend was the mayor of the city, which I got to go into his office quite often as a kid? My grandfather was a well-known professor of the largest agricultural school in America. And he's a genius. And I said, and I'm his grandson." I said, do you understand that I have a doctorate degree, that I actually have areas of the Bible I know more than most people on the planet? I said, but do you know I'm so ignorant that I don't know how to get out of bed without praying? And you don't either. Do you think you know how to run this city? You don't. You talk about, they all looked at me like a dog at a new bowl. I said, you don't have enough, you don't know what you're doing. I said, I would highly recommend you make prayer part of your life. You want to run the city? You need to pray. They all went, let's pray. <laughs> Folks, what I just said to you is true. One of the things that has astounded me is all the books I've read. I still wake up in the morning and go, I don't have a clue. Help me, Jesus. And I would have thought that after a while I would have a handle on this. And Adam, I don't. I just get in my carpet and go, Shondai, Shondai, tie my bow tie, help me, Jesus. And he always causes me to triumph. Every day. Every day. So we're just getting started on prayer. The three things, what are they? worship God, resist the devil, and listen to the Holy Ghost. Even the Apostle Paul followed the leading of the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, you don't know. Now, wherever you are right now, whatever we're facing for 22, listen to me. If you'll just start right there, you're way ahead of the game. You just worship God, tell the devil where to go, and pray in tongues. Man, you are way ahead of the game now. What's the year hold? Good. Good. He always leads us in triumph. He's going to lead us in triumph. We're going to have, I'm so excited about the days ahead. I'm glad that hell's coming so that God can show off. And when the election turns, and it will, you give God the glory because the church did it. Can I tell you another story? I'm going to anyway. Say yes. yes. Thank you. There was a church, there was a school, Betty May, where are you? Where are you? What's the school that Reinhard Bonnke went to in, was it England? You'll think of it in a minute. There's a book out on it. Reinhard Bonnke went to this school. La Cie, La Cie was a Bible school. They prayed Hitler out of England. The Holy Spirit would get on the students during class and they'd start praying. And every time Hitler would try to do something, they would get in there and pray and block him. Now I'm going to tell you that you think America won the war, but a bunch of Christians in a Bible school did because all hell had decided to kill a bunch of people. And the church got in there and said, no, you're not going to do it. Now, I don't have time right now to prove all this, but in the Old Testament, when they lifted Moses' hands, then then they won the battles, and when his hands drooped, they lost. You and I must learn how massively important your prayer time is. God needs you to pray. Now, when you start praying, Satan's going to try to stop you. Interruptions, d- discouragement in your own soul, but you're going to have to learn to pray anyway. Learn to pray anyway. Don't wait till all hell breaks loose. To learn to pray. We will see the hand of God in this nation. We're already beginning to see it, but but we're not finished. So I'm going back to the Word, and then we'll get Lisa up here, and we're going to spend some time worshiping God. The number one thing you need to know now, and I say this with all grace, more than a college education, I don't give a hoot what degree you have. If you don't know how to pray, you're really not very smart. Because there's rich people that die early because they don't know how to pray. There's educated people that don't do well because they don't know how to pray. If you know how to pray, that is the number one most important thing for you to learn in life. If you got your kids off to school and they don't know how to pray, you just messed up. I want to talk about Caleb for a minute here. I'm going to embarrass him real good. And Chloe. Where's Chloe? On the front row. Had a conversation with Betty May one day, and she said, On the way to school every morning, I made them pray in tongues. That's a good grandma. I said, That's a good grandma. And on the way to school, they start talking, Hush and pray. Every day. Every day. Every day. I have a sneaky feeling that Caleb has not been able to get away from that, even in the army. I don't think they have gotten the Holy Ghost out of him. Thank you. I'm just guessing. I noticed you grew his hair back. Anyway. <laughs> teach your kids to pray. Yes. Teach them fellowship with God. Yes. Teach them to worship God. Yes. Go in their bedroom at night and sit down and say, well, let's sing and let's pray in the spirit a while. Yes. You do it. You, I, I did that last night. We'll do it again tonight. Right. And do it again tomorrow night. Lisa would have Bible time with the boys. Every day she'd make them pray and read their Bible. Going to read our Bible? Yes. We're going to pray? Yes. We're going to sing? Yes. Well, this one is doing all right. The other two are doing better than you think. Even Joshua, every once in a while, I'll ask him a question. He'll quote a whole scripture to me, and I'm going... Glory to God. All that Bible is still down in there, boy. (laughs) Mama put it in there too, boy. (laughs) Are y'all ready? Say this with me. I will learn to pray. I will worship God. I will resist the devil. He will flee from me. My best days are ahead of me. I'm not in a hurry to go home right now. I'm going to worship God. Stand up on your feet. Let's go. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the, what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.